no cartridge audio or yeah, no cartridge audio works for now. Um, I sure there'll be better ones. Uh, my name's Trevor Strunk. I'm your host. Uh, you can find me at Hagelbon on Twitter um, and Hagelbon everywhere else. PayPal, Patreon, um, the blog, is Twitch. The blog is at video-drone.tumblr.com, and uh, soon it'll be at its own website. But I'll keep you apprised. Um, so we're doing our second podcast today. Uh, I wanted to uh, I don't know focus on something different, but um, discussion last uh, week of retro gaming. Um, and sort of like the idea of mechanic, or last week, yesterday, uh, of retro gaming and mechanics between, uh, or the difference between mechanics and narrative, uh, and, and also the um, ways in which those combine, uh, got me to thinking about retro gaming in, in general. And uh, it got me on the topic of one of my favorite retro games, Mega Man 2, uh, which you heard in the, um, maybe you heard some of the music in the beginning. Um, the music isn't a... Uh, Coincidence there. Um, I meant to include it uh, because I think uh, Mega Man 2 has some of the best music that I can think of, uh, <laughs> or most enjoyable for me anyway. Uh, best is sort of hard to say. It's not aesthetically perfect or aesthetically even interesting, um, but it's good. Uh, it's enjoyable. It's evocative, right? Um, I spent a lot of time in college ripping these songs to MP3s for some reason, um, I guess to listen to on my iPod. Uh, but there's something about it that... Um, I don't know, speaks to, let's say, a larger sense of narrative in the game, going back to the idea of narrative, right? Um, the song that opens up the game, uh, Dr. Wily Stage 1, um, gives a sort of emotional valence to what's otherwise a very, very straightforward sort of platformer without any sort of emotional valence at all, right? Um, you might sort of look at the central plot line, which I guess is Dr. Wily has eight robots that are trying to control the world or something um Mega Man goes through kills them takes their powers and uses it to defeat dr wily um this is just sort of like the barest bones of a setup of a story um nothing like even the sort of the still very weak stories of like the Mega Man x's later on um you know Mega Man isn't no one buys a Mega Man game and no one plays a Mega Man game for the story uh however uh there's something about the music in that stage that gives a sort of emotive effect right um the idea that we, you know, feel some sort of like triumph for Mega Man, or or there's a sort of like um, uh, rigor to his road, or something like that, right? Um, there's a minor key to it, a sort of like um, a modal. Oh, I, I can't. I won't pretend like I know exactly how the song goes. Um, but there's kind of like a, a shift in mode. Um, the tone in it has this sort of like um, it's not quite mournful. It's sort of like. Um, like pre-mournful sort of like the uh uh the music you get right before the hero's you know tragic uh and and ultimately heroic sacrifice right um but of course there's nothing like that in Mega Man there's nothing at all like that in Mega Man you just go through the stage you beat the stage and you go to the next one you go through that stage you beat the next one and you survive the game I mean that's sort of the point of Mega Man <laughs> um however uh there's something that speaks to our like emotion uh, or has like an emotional resonance let's say um in these older games particularly for people who played them um and i think some of that's nostalgia i think some of that's sort of like i'm sure we'll talk about it later probably with the metal gear series um a reference back to a moment where um you know we were learning or becoming emotionally mature or whatever um and we played a game at the same point right uh, the, the, our mind fuses the moments together uh, sort of a nice version of like how serial killers are born right like sex and violence become combined uh and you get a serial killer in this case like games and emotional maturity become combined and you get a sort of sense of nostalgia 
Um, but, uh, you know, that sense of nostalgia also is paired with this feeling of like certainty, at least in my perspective, uh, maybe this is just a subjective reading, but that song has a kind of like melancholic and triumphant valence that the rest of the game doesn't. Uh, similarly, you can think of something like the, the music from the legend of Zelda or, uh, which, you know, has a kind of heroism that is utterly lacking in that game's plot. Uh, the the subterranean quality of the music in Metroid, the the kind of like gothic quality of the music in Castlevania and Castlevania Two, um, even the the very uh, the the kind of like the moment when video game music was was kind of formed in the uh, the shifting uh, soundtracks in uh, Super Mario Brothers, right? Or even just Mario Brothers, right? The the first game. Um, all of these games have stories so to speak um but the story is like again like i said in the first podcast um an excuse for mechanic uh, an excuse for sort of like a mechanical play um the point of the game itself uh is to you know make you push buttons in a certain order and in a certain kind of uh scheme the music um serves to elevate that Beyond forcing the viewer or the player to bring their own uh, emotions to bear and uh, speak to the quality of the game through their own personal experiences, through, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, added emotional resonance, something like that. Um, I mention all this because it's very different from games today or AAA games today, right? Um, some games, yes, like there's musical cues that are really important. Um, you could think of something like, um, I'm trying to think of a good AAA game that does this. Well, the music and like the sort of music and soundtrack for something like the Resident Evil games, the Resident Evil, like Resident Evil 7, there's like this gothic sort of like, you know, um, sub soundtrack there. Um, I'm trying to think of a good, a good example here. Dark Souls, Dark Souls has a good soundtrack for this as well. Um, but a lot of the games, I mean, the music in a game, oh, um, uh, uh, Spec Ops The Line has, has fairly solid music. Um, but again, the music in all of these games is meant to supplement the narrative, right? The narrative comes first and the music reaffirms what we believe about the narrative. It's, it's essentially sort of like, um, a way of turning your emotions so that you read the game correctly. Uh, much the same way we would see in a movie soundtrack, right? Uh, so in a John Williams soundtrack, uh, we get several musical cues that turn into, uh, emotional pieces, but only because we know what they're supposed to mean, right? So like the Imperial March or the Indiana Jones theme, uh, with the Imperial March, it's meant to sort of strike a, a tone of fear or oppression because we know that it's related to something that's fearful and oppressive. The Indiana Jones theme is heroic because it's related to a hero, um, that kind of thing. Uh, in games like this and in a lot of AAA games, the soundtrack serves as a um, further support to the narrative of the game as opposed to a um an interpretive moment on its own let's say um i find it really interesting that older games have this kind of like importance for the player's perspective importance for it's necessary for the player to provide their own perspective and give a sense of what the game is about um because the game's narrative cannot stand on its own whereas contemporary gaming um has sort of turned more towards movie making particularly in the soundtrack form um, insofar as the soundtrack needs no interpretation, it helps you interpret. Um, so again, the distinction in case it's not clear, Mega Man 2, if I hear the song and feel a particular way, I'm bringing 95% of that to the table. Mega Man 2 is bringing maybe 5% to the table. Um, 
if I hear a song in, say, um, I don't know, uh, New Battlefield, right? Battlefield 1. Um, you play the opening level in Battlefield 1 and you see all the all the various, like, you know, World War One deaths and the idea of, like, the mortality of war. Um, you get a sense of, okay, like, this is mournful, this is upsetting, this is tragic. Uh, but the music isn't telling you that. The music is simply reaffirming what the game is already narrativizing for you. So you bring 5% of that and the, mu- and the music sort of, like, you know, supports what the game has already brought to the table. The game brings 95% of the interpretation. Um, I guess what I'm saying is not that AAA games today can't be interpreted. Certainly they can, and certainly I've, I've done so in my blog. Um, but rather that they don't have the sort of um, trenchant evocation that older games have. Um, I think a lot of what retro gaming is based off of is the sense that things in the past allowed you more of a sense of personal stake in them. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I do think, however... Contemporary games force you to think past their narrative um, in directions like multiplayer or modding or um, fan uh, fan fiction. And in the case of Overwatch, like that's basically what you got, right? You have all the extraneous work. Um, the game sets up the basic politics, but the rest is sort of built by the fan base, by Blizzard after the fact, by multiplayer matches, by lore, by jokes, right? Um, the game itself actually um, forecloses interpretation within the game. Um, you sort of have to take the fully formed object and produce something after the fact. Um, I'm not so, so sure this is a bad thing. Um, I do think, however, it can feel overdetermined. Um, so when we feel games are closed off, when we play these sort of newer glossy games and feel like, well, where's the place for me in this game? It feels like I'm just watching a movie. It's not that the game is any less interactive. It's simply that the game actually doesn't need you as much to tell its story. Whereas something like Mega Man 2 or The Legend of Zelda or any of the early Nintendo games are almost illegible without a sympathetic player. Um, so that's basically where I'll end today. I think that's an interesting way, though, to think about uh, soundtrack, and one in which I haven't really thought about or heard before. Um, I'm curious to get your takes on it. Um, on some level, maybe I'm just over-responding to my emotional <laughs> response to the Mega Man soundtrack. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm not so sure, right? Um, you know, the feeling that you can't immerse yourself in games or, or feel the same way about games anymore certainly has something to do with age and nostalgia, Um, But it may also have something to do with the fact that they are more like movies now, contained, closed off apparatuses that require interpretation after the fact or expansion after the fact, uh, as opposed to co-authorship of a sort. Um, Anyway, uh, that's all we got for today. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Please support the Patreon, uh, PayPal, etc. Helps me keep this up. Um, I will keep it up as long as I can, but any sort of donation helps... uh, encourage me further um i hope you like what you heard we'll get this up on itunes soon when we do i'll tell you we can rate subscribe uh, all that good stuff Uh, but in the meantime uh game empower everyone and i'll talk to you tomorrow